Hello, welcome to my show, Mutated Ideas. Throughout this episode, we will be talking about the genetic mutations of mosquitoes becoming a possibility to eliminate Zika virus and malaria. So sit back and tight and prepare to be amazed. According to the CDC, malaria is a mosquito-borne virus caused by a parasite. People that contract malaria will get flu-like symptoms, including fever and chills. This makes the disease hard to rule out as a dangerous diagnosis. Though left untreated, these victims will fall to severe complications and possibly their death. In 2015 alone, there were an estimated 212 million cases. Out of these 212 million cases of malaria, 429,000 people died. Yep. 429,000 people died. Most of these deaths occurred within the child population in Africa. In the U.S., there are an estimated 1,700 cases reported each year, a significant difference to the amount of deaths in Africa. Most of these cases that are brought up in the U.S. are from immigrants who had just traveled to Africa or regions where malaria mostly occurs. So what is Zika virus? Besides its uncommon name, Zika virus is a similar disease to malaria. It is transmitted by specific species of mosquitoes and when a pregnant woman is bit, the disease spreads to her fetus which can cause abnormal defects in the newborn. Currently, there are no vaccinations or medicines for this virus. The specific target of these mosquitoes in the U.S. are in Miami-Dade County, Florida. Around the world, Zika is present in the Caribbean, South and Central America, including Mexico as well as many countries in Africa, Asia, and the Pacific Islands. A person with Zika fever may experience flu-like symptoms for about a week or less, including rash, joint pain, and red eyes. So if these diseases are so dangerous, who's stopping them and why isn't it happening faster? Well, for one thing, the total eradication of either malaria or Zika would have an estimated cost of $100 billion. And besides the money cost, it would take over 15 years. Not only would this cost a lot of money, it would also cost lots of workers and resources such as bed nets, anti-malaria and Zika drugs, and millions of tons of insecticides. Of course, this all sounds bad as it is, but when adding in the factor of the countries where they are going, it just gets worse. But how? For one thing, there is the issue of a country's sovereignty. In Vietnam and other cultures with new, strange deterrents for bugs, they may refuse the help. Even if they did accept the aid, it would take some time to explain how to use the nets and insecticides properly. Besides the understanding, you'd need the poor countries to have stable governments, money, and functioning healthcare. I talked to Celeste Best to find out more about genetic mutation. Here she is. Genetic mutations is a really big umbrella. There's a lot of, you know, there's somatic cell, which is body cell mutations. There's gametes, which are sex cells. Um, there's also the discussion of mutation in terms of evolution. Like, we wouldn't be what we are if genetic mutations had not occurred. So, what do you teach in your class about them? In bio, I kind of explain how those happen, the implications on an organism and an environment. Um, in anatomy, we focus a lot more on diseases caused by mutation. 
So, you know, we do a big thing on melanoma, which is a type of skin cancer, mm -hmm. and it's called Save Bill. And the anatomy students actually have to figure, they have to design the treatment based on information they're given and how this is progressed. And I give them different stages. So they're really like, they go from primary care physician to oncologists to surgeon. Um, and we do, they do projects on genetic diseases in a, a lot of our different units. So I, I do quite a bit about it. Um, the least amount is probably in bio. Yeah. The most is probably in anatomy because it's just a different, you know, different age group. They're kind of ready for that. All right. What do you know about the recent technologies that regard genetic mutations? I know that there are so many, you know, different studies going on, but we're stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we're stuck because we don't have the ability to use um, human stem cells um, from embryos uh, because President Clinton put a referendum on it, and that hasn't changed. I think that is where our answer lies. Mm -hmm. um, in Europe, they can. So their level of advancement in disease understanding and working towards medications and cures is trumps ours. That's why people who are, you know, wealthy and can go to Europe do, um, because they don't have the FDA regulations. He's in Mr. Shardy's room, I believe. Okay. Yep. Um, so you know we we've hit a ton of milestones in cancer, and but we're still we still don't have a cure. Same with Parkinson's, same with Alzheimer's. We're kind of stuck. So our technology is phenomenal. We can clone things. We can recreate cell lines in a lab. Um, we are looking at probably thousands of different medications to use, gene therapy, but we're not there yet. We just we're kind of treading water. Okay, you can ignore the next question because that's not a very good question. <laughs> okay. Um, my article is more about Zika malaria transmitted by mosquitoes. Sure. So what do you know about that? So, um, obviously, both have been around for a very long time. Neither of them are new. Um, but they're new here. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously there's a malaria vaccine which was beneficial um, and had kind of eradicated malaria other than third world countries for a long time. But clearly the mosquitoes have mutated, the disease has mutated. And, um, oh, that's next week. Never mind. Sorry. Um, our ability to change things in our medical technology is not equaling how fast a mosquito mutates. Um, and so... Both of them have huge repercussions. Just, you know, Zika, more so in that developing baby and the, and the young child because they're in the developmental stage. Um, versus malaria can be deadly to everyone, um, especially where it's a new strain. Um, and we don't necessarily know. Our, our vaccines may not work, and we don't necessarily know what the mutation is yet yeah. with either of them. So that's, that's the research that's going on. That's what CDC is working on now, is what is Zika? Where did it, did it come from, malaria? Is it a mutation? Is it something separate? Well, how did the mosquito change to have this pop up all of a sudden? Or has it been around and we just didn't know it? Yeah. So those are, those are all things. That's, you know, I mean, I, can, I could get into the science of them, but you can probably look that up. <laughs> I don't want to waste your time. That's, that's not... Um, wow, what is, the, what is the best method for eliminating... I don't know if we have one. 
If we had one, they'd be gone. We wouldn't yeah. have it. We wouldn't have this conversation. Um, I think there's two routes. What do you do about the mosquitoes, and can we improve our technology to get our, a better vaccine? Um, you don't want to... A lot of people would say, let's just wipe out mosquitoes. A lot of people wouldn't mind that. But they're also, you know, bottom of a food chain. They're what bats eat. They're all that, you know... Hold tight, we'll be back in just a few seconds to discuss alternative ways of eliminating mosquitoes possibly forever. So what if all of that could be avoided? What if we could avoid the $100 billion in time misunderstanding with one little gene drive? Now, science geeks out there, you know what that is. But for those of you who are like, what? A gene drive? And all you hear is... So, a gene drive is sort of described as an incredibly selfish gene. What is that you said? Selfish? Yes, this gene forces itself into 99% of the offspring of the female mosquitoes, which is incredibly significant to just half. Oh, thank you. Anytime. This gene begins to make the female sterile, meaning that they can't have little baby mosquitoes. So in about 11 generations, which is about a year, its spread would eliminate all mosquitoes. What does this mean? If you haven't realized it yet, it means that the transmission of malaria would cease to exist, as well as your tiny buzzing insect vines who somehow disappear in the middle of the night when you turn your light on to find them. Genetic mutations is a really big umbrella. There's a lot of, you know, there's somatic cell, which is body cell mutations. There's gametes, which are sex cells. Um, there's also the discussion of mutation in terms of evolution. Like, we wouldn't be what we are if genetic mutations had not occurred. So, what do you teach in your class about them? In bio, I kind of explain how those happen, the implications on an organism and an environment. Um, in anatomy, we focus a lot more on diseases caused by mutation. So, you know, we do a big thing on melanoma, which is a type of skin cancer, mm -hmm. and it's called Save Bill, and the anatomy students actually have to figure, they have to design the treatment based on information they're given, and how does this progress, and I give them different stages, so they're really like, they go from primary care physician to oncologist to surgeon, um, and we do, they do projects on genetic diseases in a, a lot of our different units, so I, I do quite a bit about it. Um, the least amount is probably in bio. Yeah. The most is probably in anatomy because it's just a different, you know, different age group. They're kind of ready for that. All right. What do you know about the recent technologies that regard genetic mutations? I know that there are so many, you know, different studies going on, but we're stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, we are we're stuck because we don't have the ability to use um, human stem cells. Um, from embryos uh, because President Clinton put a referendum on it and that hasn't changed. I think that is where our answer lies. Mm -hmm. um, in Europe, they can. So their level of advancement in disease understanding and working towards medications and cures is trumps ours. That's why people who are you know, wealthy and can go to Europe do because um, they don't have the FDA regulations. He's in Mr. Shardy's room, I believe. Okay. Yep. Um, so, you know, we, we've hit a ton of milestones in cancer, and 
but we're still, we still don't have a cure. Same with Parkinson's, same with Alzheimer's. We're kind of stuck. So our technology is phenomenal. We can clone things. We can recreate cell lines in a lab. Um, we are looking at probably thousands of different medications to use, gene therapy, but we're not there yet. We just we're kind of treading water. Okay, you can ignore the next question because that's not a very good question. <laughs> okay. Um, my article is more about Zika malaria transmitted by mosquitoes. Sure. So what do you know about that? So um, obviously both have been around for a very long time. Neither of them are new, um, but they're new here. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously there's a malaria vaccine, which was beneficial um, and had kind of eradicated malaria other than third world countries for a long time. But clearly the mosquitoes have mutated, the disease has mutated. And, um, oh, that's next week. Never mind. Sorry. Um, our ability to change things in our medical technology is not equaling how fast a mosquito mutates. Um, and so both of them have huge repercussions. Just, you know, Zika more so in that developing baby and the, and the young child because they're in the developmental stage um, versus malaria can be deadly to everyone, um, especially where it's a new strain. Um, and we don't necessarily know our, our vaccines may not work, and we don't necessarily know what the mutation is yet yeah. with either of them. So that's, that's the research that's going on. That's what CDC is working on now, is what is Zika? Where did it, did it come from, malaria? Is it a mutation? Is it something separate? How did the mosquito change to have this pop up all of a sudden? Or has it been around and we just didn't know it? Yeah. So those are, those are all things. That's, you know, I mean, I, can, I could get into the science of them, but you can probably look that up. <laughs> I don't want to waste your time. That's that's not. Um... Wow. What is the what is the best method for eliminating? I don't know if we have one. If we had one, they'd be gone. We wouldn't yeah. have it. We wouldn't have this conversation. Um, I think there's two routes. What do you do about the mosquitoes? And can we improve our technology to get our, a better vaccine? Um, you don't want to. A lot of people would say, let's just wipe out mosquitoes. A lot of people wouldn't mind that, but. They're also, you know, bottom of a food chain. They're what bats eat. They're all that, you know. So where is this magical solution? Who, in accordance to Celeste Best, is in Europe? Well, right now it's in testing the Imperial College in London. They call it Project Target Malaria. Their plan is to release the female mosquitoes with the gene drive. <coughs> to Sub-Saharan Africa, where they will spread and eventually whack the disease out of Africa. So, what else can this gene do? Well, while they're at it, why not eliminate Zika and dengue fever from that species of mosquitoes? And why not bring back the Hawaiian birds that have been lost to avian malaria? Because of this gene drive, the possibilities are endless. Although there are consequences to think about with this technology, let's first look at eliminating malaria and Zika first. From there, who knows what will happen? I'm Madeline Triff, and I now conclude my first episode of Mutated Ideas on the Elimination of Malaria and Zika with Gene Drives. Join us next time for isolating the protein that controls your very own circadian rhythm.